0: Today is Tuesday, December the 5th, 2023, and welcome to episode 37 of Farmwife Sexy Life with the Candy Couple. My name is Julia, myself and my husband Aaron are a small homestead family in rural southwest Virginia that work every single day on being more self-sufficient, less reliant on outside sources, by merging homesteading and frugality every day of our life. And today I want to talk about something that is probably a bit... Well, I'm gonna say it's a bit different. I talk a lot about this, you know, being a female on the homestead, the struggles we face. And this is one of the really big struggles that I personally face on our homestead. And that is being a support system for my family emotionally, physically, mentally, whenever I'm also <laughs> stretched to my limit, when I'm, I'm busy. And I've talked about this before. I really feel like in a lot of homesteads, the mom, the wife, is the backbone of the homestead. It's the case in our homestead. Um, The arms and legs, the head, are just as important. But the backbone is the thing that keeps everything moving and keeps it together. For me, I'm the the piece that keeps everything moving forward. Um, We work together as a team, but I know my role. I know my importance. But it's so hard when everything depends on me. I'm still, because I'm part of this partnership, I have a child, I have a family, I still have to be there for them mentally, no matter how utterly drained, exhausted, or stretched to my limit that I am, when they need support, even though I need support. <laughs> So I have learned over the years the things that I need to do because I, I'm always trying to be cognitively aware of the fact that when Aaron needs me, whenever he is really, really stressed, if I can do something to ease him and take that stress off, it's going to help us long term. Because if we're both really stressed, we're both really aggravated, nothing's going right, everything's, we're spinning our wheels but we're not moving, we're stuck in the mud, then... We're more likely to get tense with one another, get irritable, and then it feeds into the rest of the homestead. So being aware of being able to support him and help bring him back and, and vice versa, it, it does really help. So I would say the very first thing you need to do is know how to listen. Um whenever something's wrong, ask what what's going on. If something is going on, I know a lot of people are afraid to ask that question and I have to be in the right place to ask that question for me personally, because with my emotions, I could take it the wrong way or be set off. So I have to really think about how I'm going to ask these questions and everything. And, you know, it's, it's okay to make sure you touch base. Like, are you okay? What's going on? Is there something, you know, do you want to talk about it? Well, this is with anybody in your life, but I would say definitely if you have a homestead partner or a spouse, you need to make sure you're doing this on a regular basis. If you can hear their frustration, you can see it, feel it. Like you, you're like, well, how do you feel somebody's frustrated? You know what I'm talking about. It's that tenseness that they're carrying in their shoulders and that weight spreads to you because you're in a relationship. Together, you're 100%. So if he's not at his 50% in your relationship because he is so stressed, you've got to help cover it. So bringing him back up to 50 is part of your job as a partner. So I like to listen. Then I always want to make sure I understand the problem. And this is something I've really learned how to do lately. And that is to listen, see if I'm hearing the issue, and then reiterate the issue back. Um, it just be very common like I, I'm so sorry you're feeling like you're not heard or that you know the people you work with aren't valuing your um, opinion your knowledge whatever it may be whatever the issue is I try to make sure I reiterate that back so we're on the same page and he's not struggling with something that I don't understand because most of the time it's It's deep, and it's complex, and it's a lot of little things that build up to one really big thing. So I try to listen, determine the cause of the problem. And and sometimes just me listening is enough to ease it back. And this is where you have to know your partner, because my second step might not be something every partner wants. A lot of partners don't want you to find solutions for them. I'm a solutions problem-solving person. If you come to me with an issue, I have a very hard time not trying to help you find how help you solve that problem. And that is a failure of mine, but is also a strength of mine. So I understand it is both a failure and a strength. I will help you find the solution to your problem. Um for Aaron and I this works really well. We talk through the issue. He has a problem, we have a problem in the homestead. We work it out. We talk through it. If he's trying to figure out how to do different projects that he needs to do and manage. And we're trying to figure out what it needs to look like. We'll talk through, work through, figure out what's going on. So because I listen, I reiterate what the problem is back to him. Because I want to make sure I understand the problem. And if we're communicating really good, this works really well. I will tell you there are times we do not communicate very well. Like, we're not hearing what the other person is saying. And it works both ways. It's not just not just me not hearing. Sometimes it's him who's not hearing what, what the other person saying. But we kind of try to catch that on the front end. Like, it'll happen a few times. We get irritated. Then we try to pull it back and say, okay, why aren't we communicating? What is the problem? What do we need to do to communicate these situations better? And come back to the drawing board and figure it out. So because I'm reiterating the problem back to him, which this has helped in our communication issue, then we're able to talk through the issues, talk through the problem so we can get to a solution. Because my brain automatically goes to solution mode. It really does for a lot of things, most things. And again, it can be a gift, but can also be a curse because I want to fix the problem. My brain doesn't know how to let other people fix the problem. I just want to go ahead and get it done um, and get the problem fixed. And sometimes I know I need to be more self-aware that a lot of people don't want me to fix the problems. (laughs) So I really pull that back and I really focus that more on Aaron than anywhere else. And he's okay with it because he likes that problem-solving side of me. And it works really well with both um, both of our personalities. So we walk through, we try to solve the problem. Sometimes you can't solve the problem. Sometimes there's not anything you can do other than give that other person a hug. Be there for them. And this, like, not being able to help that person or fix their problem can feel like one of the hardest, heaviest things you can do for somebody. But it takes me two seconds out of my day if aaron is that down and low on himself to give him a hug the same thing for Isabel. she needs me my attention my affection a hug is enough to brighten her day i can give her a hug i can give her that time my attention 100 percent of mom is on her and it brightens her day it makes her happy i'm able to do that for her because i'm there So I try to make sure I have, it goes into the next one, I have sections of time where I'm present for the people that I love. That I am there to listen to them, to be there for them. Now, does this happen all the time? No. Does it happen 100% of the time? Absolutely not. I always try to make sure we have time with Isabel. But mine and Aaron's time might not be as long as ours and Isabel's time. Because once Isabel gets a bed, I have all the chores that I stopped to spend time with Isabel that I have to get done. I have laundry I need to get hung up to dry for the next day or two. I have all the other things that need to be done. Sometimes I'll have to have dishes I need to do. I try to get those done beforehand, but depends on the day. So dishes need to go in the dishwasher because I have set things I have to do every day to keep our house functioning in the season that we're in. And Aaron and I are okay with that. We both understand that's kind of where we are. We try to split up tasks, split up chores, so we're both working in the same direction, and it's worked out really well for us for the most part. Especially these past few, say about past few six weeks, um, me putting certain things into play, like not going to bed. Uh, okay, well, I would say not going to bed without dirty dishes. Sometimes there's dirty dishes if Aaron has a snack, um, but for the most part. of the dishes are ready to go for the next day or in the dishwasher and set to be dried to be put up in the morning. Because I have that system put in place, I'm not spending an hour doing dishes two days from now because I make sure they're either dirty dishes are in the dishwasher or dishwashers running depending on what day it is and how full the dishwasher is. That's worked really well for me and we know that right now In this season, because it is a season, doing these things will, you know, just to keep the house running, to keep us in a mode of maintenance, are going to pay off later because we know right now our primary goal as a couple, as a team, is to be 100% debt-free in December. We are there. We will be hitting that goal. We are looking at the numbers every single day. So we know that we're going to be there. And the the amount of the loan actually feels heavier on us both because we were just talking about this. It actually feels heavier than it did when it was bigger because we're almost done. And once we get that final payment done, this the weight that's going to come off of us is going to be absolutely amazing. So we're making sure that we always set aside time for Isabel. We're there for each other for a hug when we need it it does help. And I would say we do prioritize our time with Isabel. Now, sometimes I don't get that time. It really depends on what's going on and what I'm trying to do. If I have to do a lot of cooking or anything like that, my time might be cut to like 15 minutes. I'll be there for bedtime. But for the most part... We try to make sure we manage our day well enough that I'm there for at least 30 minutes to an hour in the evening. Aaron always tries to make sure he's there unless he has work. And then we still try to make sure we, he has like 15 minutes at minimum to spend with her in the evening. It just became really important to us. We decided to be parents. We want to make sure we are present there for her. Um, even when we're in these cycles of being super busy. And then the last thing I want to talk about here, and this is going to sound really strange, really strange. But I cannot tell you the difference this has made in my marriage relationship. Um, As partners, as a couple, as husband and wife, um, you know, when you recognize that you are stressed, and you verbally recognize, together, that things are not moving in the way you want it to, it changes the atmosphere. It really does. You are no longer alone in your struggle. You are telling your teammate on your homestead, because that's what Aaron is, he's my teammate. He's my husband, but we are a team. We do this together. I'm, you know, he's the heavy muscle, the lifting. I'm the thinker. I'm the one who kind of figures on this thing. But he's my outside of the box thinker as well. So we work together. That's the goal. That is the goal of a team. So even though we're husband and wife, husband and wife is still a team. And so we work together. We're pushing forward every single day. We verbally recognize, like, you know, I'm not in a good place right now. I'm not. I am overworked in this area i can't get to all this other stuff in this area of the homestead i don't even know how we're going to touch these other 20 things that we've got to do before the end of the year plus take care of the baby take care of us keep everybody alive clothed sheltered and all the one million other things that we have on our plate right now i don't see an end to this When you verbally state this and your partner's listening to you, hearing you, and they're like, yeah, you know, I feel the exact same way. Your atmosphere changes. It completely changes. You are no longer shouldering that burden alone. You are not. You are moving in a direction with your teammate to try to find solutions, workarounds. How do we reduce your stress if it is affecting you that badly? What can we do right now? What do we need to cut back? What do we need to prioritize? What do we need to focus on? You would start making lists start knocking things off those lists or start building lists for next year and determine maybe our goals change Erin and I have had this discussion many times this year you've heard us our goal changed a couple months ago we had no to join debt free a couple of months ago at this time like this year but our goals changed and we were like okay yep We've got to get debt free because it opens up options for us. Options that are going to move us forward instead of us bending on this wheel in mud. So if you verbally state what's going on together, it is going to change everything. I can tell you, whenever Aaron and I are starting something, like a project, we're about to go in a Home Depot. I like to say, and I learned this when we first started working on the house. Um, a couple years back, we took down paneling in our living room. And, um, we there, yeah, it was just, it was a lot. And I learned that if I said, babe, I don't know what I'm doing. You don't know what you're doing. Because neither one of us knows what we're doing. How about we give each other some grace and understanding. And just know that neither one of us knows what we're doing. And just have some patience with each other. And you know, it completely changed from our trip from Walmart to pick up a few things to our trip from Lowe's. Totally different trips in the same day. Because I verbally stated, I know you're stressed. I know. It frustrates you when you have no idea in this world what we're doing. Because that's one of Aaron's six. If he has no idea what we're doing and he expects me to know it all, he expects me to move forward, he doesn't like to have questions, He does. he just has no clue, he throws his hands up in the air. And that's okay. I know that about him. But if I don't know what I'm doing either, it kind of helped, made him realize like, wait, we're both in the same situation here. So... We need to have patience and love for one another and not get irritated because we're both in the same situation because we recognized it and we didn't just do it internally. We did it verbally. And that is so important if you are working with somebody. I have no clue what I'm doing. Not at all. Please have patience with me. Or I am maxed out to capacity. I need need a break. It is okay to say that. And if your partner is not willing to listen to that, you and your partner need to work on communication. I hate to be the one to say that. I really do. But I can tell you, if I am, Eric could tell when I'm getting to my limit. He can see it. He can feel it. He can see whenever I'm about to just fall apart. Um, because it's, I, you have a physical reaction and we love each other. We're with each other all the time. So he knows where that limit is for me. He can tell when I'm utterly exhausted and he'll push things off our list even though we don't need to. He will do that because he is being my support system and not trying to push me to do things that are outside of my limits that day. So because you give off cues, your partner sees them. So it's recognizing your partner's cues, verbally stating what's going on. I swear I cannot Un, you you cannot tell like understand the power of this until you do it. Um, I feel like it's been one of the best things that we've done in our relationship. It's one of the reasons we don't fight. It really is. It's one of the reasons we don't fight. Everybody's like, oh, you're gonna fight about money. You're gonna fight about this. Really, the only time Erin and I have ever really gotten into bickering, we don't know what we're doing. Well, we're in situations of being unknown. And when we point that out to one another and notice it, acknowledge it, we can move past it. I don't know what I'm doing. Okay, let's figure out what we're doing. So we acknowledge we have no clue what's going on. We make a game plan to learn what we need to do and to push forward to make progress because that's what we're all on the goal here, Progress. And because Aaron and I are always on the same page, money-wise and everything else, it really helps. It really does. Because we both look at things as being as frugal as possible. We'll talk everything over. We talk out projects. I talk him to death when it comes to projects because I'm trying to make sure he's on the same page with me. And I don't want him frustrated or stressed because I know what he's like. He will get those frustrations and stresses and it just kind of sort of sits there weighs on him when he doesn't know what he's supposed to do. And that's okay. We're all like that. We're human. It's just one of the things that he can externalize instead of being internal. But once you verbally notice, that atmosphere totally changes. It becomes a completely different situation. And you feel like you're on the same playing field. It's so important. So make sure you're listening. <laughs> Find solutions if your partner's open to it or still just listen. Be there. Hugs, kisses, whatever they need. Handshake, whatever your relationship is, be there for them. Set aside time. That's so important. Away from all the stress and everything, especially if you have kids. Do not let that slide backwards and verbally acknowledge what's going on. That is, this is a game changer. I cannot tell you how much this has helped us when we verbally acknowledge like, listen, I don't like this situation. You know, I'm going to t- funerals. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you now, I'm not the girl to go to funerals. I'm not. I freak out. My body just goes into a mode. Um, it's not just funerals. I would do the same thing if I went to a family reunion. I would do the same thing really anywhere like a lot of people my body kind of goes into this uh or fight mode (laughs) and if I have to I think the thing about funerals is I have to stand in a line have to stand in a line at least out here in the south um you stand in the receiving line and you could be there for hours and all the people especially just it just starts to weigh on me really heavy and I get very nervous and anxious so it's a lot of people for me. If I'm in a crowd at like a concert or a fair or something, I can move. I can get to the edges. I can get to the out sweep. I don't have to stand in the middle of all the people because I'm in the middle of the line. So I don't have the same anxieties. At first. I still have them, but I can move. I'm, I'm making progress forward. Um, and before we go to these things, Erin and I talk about this. Like, I, I will be a wreck. I might have to go outside. He's like, yep, understand, we will go outside. I'm not, I will hold on to you. I will not let you fall to the ground. And it, it does help that, you know, we talk about that beforehand. Because we know what the situation is going to do to me. And it changes, you know, like his role, his role is to be there for me, um, even, even if I'm supposed to be there for his role, he sort of knows, like, I, I'm, you know, her barrier. I'm the person who's there to make sure she doesn't fall down if she were, you know, for whatever reason. And I'm her support system during these things. When things start to fall apart around the house, I'm her support system. I'm the person like, okay, let's talk about it. Let's think. Let's work it through. We both play our roles in our relationship. And verbally stating what those roles has just helped us so much. I swear please try this please try this especially if you are in a busy season and you are and you and your spouse or partner or whatever are struggling with whatever you're struggling with because this changes so much do it at the beginning before you start project I don't know what we're doing you don't know what we're doing <laughs> we both do not know what we're doing let's approach this with that in mind so we can stay calm and not geared Irritate it and repeat it again and again as many times as you need to to help it sink in because it will really change how you start to feel. So I hope this inspired you, gave you some insight. Please try that last one. It's so, it helps so, so much. Helps so, so much. Um, you can even do that with your kids. I think if you verbally tell them, like, listen, mom needs 10 minutes of quiet right now. I just need 10 minutes quiet to get some stuff done. So we could go read a book, be quiet, let me work through a few things on the homestead. We can get through it and then we'll go and do what you want to do. I feel like before you lose it, it helps so much to have that standard in place beforehand. But do you have any tips, tricks? I'd love to know what you do to stay connected and be a support system to your partners or your family whenever you are in a busy season like me, um, please email those to me at thecandycouple at yahoo.com. Check out our link tree with all of our other content. And as always, thank you for joining us on Farm Wild Sexy Life with the Candy Couple where we work hard, live simple, and enjoy life. Have a Have a wonderful day.